Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Heather, Heather Taylor of Eat Well and Beyond. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am a licensed registered dietitian in New Hampshire. Um, I am the owner of Eat Well and Beyond. And I've been a dietitian for close to about 20 years, but in my own practice for about 10. Lots of great things. Um, <laughs> I could pretty much tell you a lot of stuff. I don't know. I'll, I'll give you some background of like how I got started into this. Sure. Um, one of the things that I guess is make, makes me a little bit different from a lot of other dietitians out there is that I I pretty much focus on functional medicine and holistic kind of approaches. I'm not in the clinical kind of hospital type of arena. Uh, I kind of step outside of that box a lot with my patients. Um, and the great thing about being a licensed dietitian is I can still accept insurance. And so it's a huge barrier for a lot of people that are looking for help in terms of health and digestion and immune support to be able to access professionals that um, they can pretty much see within a week or two rather than booking out three months and then maybe, you know, trying to see somebody they can use their benefits for has been kind of an issue for a lot of people. So when I yeah. first started my business, that was kind of the, that was kind of the, um, the best thing about being where I was is that I could take that barrier away so that people could use me as not only for professional nutrition advice, but also see me on a regular basis. Um, and I think that's probably one of the most important things um, with what I do is the behavior and the coaching modification type of stuff that people are really looking for. You know, a lot of people are kind of like trying a bunch of different diets all over the place kind of not really knowing what to do, uh, listening to a bunch of different gurus on, you know, on the internet and really not diving into their own individual issues. And so I look at um, the whole person. Uh, I'm looking at the individual and that's what it, basically I do in terms of my assessments. People will come in and see me. Oh, you muted yourself. From... Um, <laughs> What's going on with their lifestyle? Have they had surgeries? Have they taken any medications? Um, have they had any other testing that's done? Do they have lab values that I can review? Um, what are they doing for sleep and stress management? There's a lot of things that really contribute to someone's health and well-being. And food is a huge part of that, but it's not everything. So that's what kind of makes me a little bit different from a lot of the other dietitians that are out there. Okay, it's pretty cool. Um, so let's jump back a little bit. So you said you've been in the field for almost 20 years or so? Yeah. Okay. So way back in the day, why did you decide to jump into this? Okay. So this is a fun story. Um, well, I grew up with kind of health conscious parents. Um, my grandfather was a chiropractor. So back in that day, that was really new. Right. Um, and I've always been kind of exposed to holistic healing. Um, Though it wasn't huge, like wasn't hugely important to me. I just know when I, you know, had dinner, we always had a vegetable. You know, we had like fruit and stuff available. It was just kind of how I grew up, so it didn't seem abnormal to me. But the more I spent time with all my athletic friends and things like that, I started noticing that people weren't really eating very well. And a lot of the women that I was actually playing sports with had gotten into some really interesting eating behaviors. So eating disorders were kind of a big thing in high school. And I thought, wow, I should really look into what is it about nutrition that number one helps people heal? Like what does vitamin C even do to the body? Like we know we should take it, but what does it even do? Right. Um, why do we need to have a certain amount of food in a day? Um, so 
And then why do people have so many issues with food? So it was like this huge complex thing to me and I really wanted to dive into that. So I went to UNH um, mm -hmm. for nutrition and got my uh, bachelor of science degree and then went on to get my you know, registered dietitian license. Um, I thought I was gonna go towards um, the eating behavior arena, but it ended up actually going towards more working with low income families. So I actually worked for uh, WIC. I was a manager, nutrition manager for Head Start for a while. I worked in Juvie for a while. So I was always kind of working with people who didn't seem to have a lot of access to healthy foods and helping them really develop food planning and budgeting and, you know, really learning about, you know, what we should be eating. There's an education gap there too. So I did that as the first part of my dietetic um, training and, and experience. But then when I started working in other areas, looking at functional medicine and saying, you know, I can work with food all I want, but what about all these other things that are contributing to that? So it started with the behavior piece and I'm still doing a lot of behavior stuff with people, but it's kind of moved more into looking at all the body parts kind of working together and not just being about food and not being separate. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then so I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. So 20 years ago, you decided kind of this is the path you wanted to go. And then you said about 10 years ago, you branched up by yourself. Yeah. Now that's, that's a big step. Don't you want to get into <laughs> kind of what got into your head that you're like, you, oh, I want to do this by myself. I want to be my own practice, um, my mm -hmm. own clients, do things my way. Cause that's, people don't realize how big of a step that is. Yeah. Do it. And then it's kind of crazy from there. Yeah, well, it, it was kind of a slow process. Um, I had had my kids um, while well, I was still a nutrition manager for um, Southern New Hampshire Services. And I was staying home, but I was kind of getting back and doing part-time stuff and doing some contracting stuff with other Head Start um, companies. But I always did little things on the side. Like I worked at fitness gyms and I worked at you know weight loss centers. And I always kind of had my hands into a lot of different things. One of the things that I didn't like about working in more government kind of run situations was that there were always kind of barriers or there were always kind of, um, I guess, a lot of red tape, you know, more to do with um, staffing issues and more to do with, uh, you know, line items, being able to shift around and do we have money for this, do we have money for that? And, you know, I didn't feel like I was really offering enough to, um, you know, the community in terms of what I knew and in terms of my knowledge. And the more I went towards function, functional medicine and just got more, some more training, I started talking to more practitioners that were doing the same thing, you know, who were leaving the clinical um, kind of arena, or they were shrinking their, um, their clientele or shrinking their patient load so they could focus more on seeing people for these really dynamic and complex um, cases. So I was like, well, what is this? This functional medicine stuff is really kind of fun. And the more training I got um, and the more support I got, the chiropractor, I was actually inside of chiropractic office and helping him a couple days a week. He's the one that was like, you should go out and get all your you know, insurance company contracts set up. And so I'm like, you know, I could do this. I can form my own business. And then I had to learn, that was a learning curve, learning about insurance billing and all that fun stuff. So the administrative piece was like kind of <laughs> a slow, grueling process, but um, they have a lot of tools out there right now that makes it a lot easier for practitioners. Um, and they have trainings and things like that. So I decided, you know, I would never want to work in a hospital. I never wanted to work in a, a situation where I didn't have a lot of time to see people or I wasn't able to provide, um, like I said, that functional medicine kind of aspect. So this only made sense to me to do it on my own. Um, 
And I've always been kind of a go-getter. I've always been kind of, you know, a, basically a leader in a lot of things that I do. So for me to take that step, it only felt natural. Um, but I did have those supports. I had people encouraging me. I had people, um, you know, kind of walking me through some stuff. I had people I could start contacting, asking about, you know, how did you get into that? How did you move into this direction? Because there's a lot of people that um, in, you know, holistic medicine that aren't licensed dietitians, they could be naturopaths, they could be just clinical nutritionists, depending on the state that they're in, they might not yeah. even be doing anything with insurance, and they're just doing all cash. So I had to decide which way was I going to go. So I had to choose that insurance piece that was huge for me, because again, that took down that barrier. Um, and then it was just a whole bunch of learning curve stuff. Um, and it was slow going, I had my kids, they were really young, it wasn't until they started to get older that I was like, okay, now I have more time. I could put even more time into my business. I have more time to see clients. And I also had more time to do networking. So it wasn't until probably even three years ago, um, I joined BNI, which is a networking group. And I, I would go to a bunch of different networking things, just trying to talk to people and letting them know like I'm there for them and you don't have to go to the hospital and you don't have to have some like crazy disease to see me. Um, and it's still like that today. I'm still explaining to people, you know, I see people even just for constipation. You don't have to have heart disease. You don't have to have diabetes. You can have some digestive stuff going on. You, you can have heartburn and come and see me and work on, you know, food that way. So getting the information out there was really important to me. The networking piece was really huge because that's where I started to make a lot of connections with people in the community. And through these connections and forming relationships, they gain more understanding of who I was, what I do. And now, you know, now they hear these things coming from people's little pain points about, you know, my child has this going on or my, my parents have this going on and who can they see? And now they know they have somebody that they can, you know, make an appointment with. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now you did touch on one thing I wanted to briefly touch on. Um, now you talked about a lot of people in your field aren't licensed at all. So you get a lot of like your natural things and all that stuff. So I think that's interesting and it's a good point that you made. So let's talk a little bit about licensing. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of what does that add to everything besides just the insurance component? Because I think I see this a lot, especially with like realtors and you know everything. There's a lot of choices. Um, yeah. yeah, but people don't know how to rank those choices. Yeah. So you just want to get a little bit about that. Maybe you can explain. Mm -hmm. Right. So it can get really confusing, especially, um, with nutrition. Cause you know, everyone eats. <laughs> so everyone is looking for what is the best way to eat? What's going to work for me? Um, who do I talk to about that? And there's a lot of coursework out there, even for, you know, MDs that weren't, didn't go towards nutrition. So the way that it works for me, dietitians, it's basically the national kind of standard for professionals for nutrition. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't other nutrition uh, people out there that are doing some amazing things with their training. Um, it just means that we had to go through a very rigorous um, kind of study we have to complete our undergrad and then we typically have to go on and do another program. So for dietitians, we have to do an internship basically after you graduate, after you get your degree, you kind of have to go back in and do um, a bunch of extra training so that when you get out there, you're not just talking about eating more fruits and vegetables. You might go into um, maybe diabetic care. You might be working with medications that you have to be really careful with. You might be doing 
TPNs. You might be working in the hospital and have to know how to, um, you know, write up prescriptions for people with TPNs, which is parental nutrition. Um, you might be working with specific children. You might be working in cancer. You might be working in food safety or food, food service is a whole nother area for a lot of dietitians too. They can kind of go into doing restaurant stuff if they want to. Um, so we can branch out in a lot of different areas. Um, but in order to work with a certain population, you do have to get licensed in order to be able um, to run these insurance. So I always tell people, dietitian, you can be a dietitian and not be licensed still. Like you can work in government and you can do a lot of different things without having an actual license. So there's different criteria. Um, once you do get your license, it's basically you're keeping up with standards for your state. So it is state by state. Um, not every state requires every single dietitian to be licensed. And sometimes you can be a nutritionist or clinical nutritionist and not be a licensed dietitian. So it gets really confusing. Um, that's why you really want to know what people's certifications are. You want to know what their degree is. Um, you know, there are people who can, can take a, a three-day course and call themselves a nutritionist. Nutritionists and dietitian have completely different standards <laughs> in terms of their education, their experience. Um, you know, some people work in research. I mean, there's so many different things that we, we've been trained to do, especially counseling and motivational stuff. Is That was a huge one. Um, but licensing for me in the state of New Hampshire means that I need to do a certain amount of continuing education every year. Uh, every two years, I have to send in my, here's, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm continuing with my, my knowledge. Um, I have to prove that. Um, and I also have to do that for what's called the, the CDR, which is another uh, association, which just tracks registered dietitians. So I have continuing education that I have to run through them too. So even though you're a nutritionist, are you getting continuing education? Are you getting um, specific, you know, CEUs for, you know, what you've been doing? And the same thing in the medical field, they also have to keep up on their continuing education or they can lose their license. So it's really important that people know that we are constantly staying up on science. I can't say that every dietitian is the same, and I can't say that they're all uh, well-versed in like functional medicine. Like I said, some of them just go into food service and they have nothing to do with functional medicine. So they are a little bit different. It really depends on what their training is. Um, but like in other, other states, you can be a certified clinical nutritionist and work with um, other doctors. And you just can't run insurance. You have to take everything self-pay. But they could be an asset to those, those people in that field. There's a lot of doctors now that are going on and getting their RD on top of their, their medical training because they want to move more into doing functional medicine. They don't want to stay with the kind of conventional medical model. So Everyone has these options, but that's what licensing is. You are basically held to standards for that state. Mm -hmm. hmm, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm just thinking about all the different standards too that I've seen over the years. Well, not standards. I just, I just say different types of diets, which is, okay. must be very interesting for you as a dietitian. <laughs> like how There's a lot. <laughs> hype things can get sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it must be pretty crazy to be like, you know, let's just take it back to some of the basic stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. It's, you know, sometimes it really is fundamentals. You know, I think people think there's some kind of magic in specific diets. And I find that a lot of people just are really learning more about their body and what nutrition is, um, what calories are. Um, I mean, I, I teach keto, 
I teach veganism. Uh, I'll teach paleo. I'll teach whatever you want me to teach you, but the, you know, it still comes down to looking you, at you as a whole person. You aren't just the food that you're eating. You're also how you're eating, where you're eating, the environment you're in, the people that are influencing you, how you're sleeping. Are you exercising? Are you over-exercising? You know, all these things really contribute to your energy needs. And once people realize like food is energy, like, wow, and there's certain energy that's probably better for you than others. <laughs> you know, like that Snickers bar isn't probably as good because of all the additives and the chemicals and the, you know, the extra calories that you don't realize are in there uh, versus, you know, having some nuts and a fr piece of fruit, you know. Um, we have a little bit of an issue with our, our culture is that, you know, we have a fast-paced culture that really looks for convenience more than anything. Um, we're trying to do everything and we're not making time for ourselves. And so a lot of what I'm doing with people is really having them take a step back and look at how are you out of balance and how do we use food in a way to get you back into balance? Whether it be you have to do keto for a while because you don't even want to think about carbohydrates or you've got to do you know, more fruits and vegetables, but you got to figure out how do I buy those on the road if I'm driving everywhere? You know, There's a lot of things that influence how we're eating um, and that behavior piece has to be a part of that. And then on top of that, you have the emotional mental piece that goes with eating too. So that's a whole other area. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a hard one too, especially from just a diet standpoint. Is people are kind of crazy nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm here for, you know, because there's so much information, and to sift through it, it's all by yourself without having a professional to tell you or guide you. Um, you know, give you give you advice, or you know, I work with people. Someone wants to do a certain diet, but hey, I'll work with you with that. But can I also let you know about this information? And maybe there's some science behind some of the things that you're doing that you don't want to do. Maybe there's a health concern that you have that that person that you, you know, saw online doesn't know about that you, you know, basically can't do this type of diet because of your other health issues. So you have to get information about people. I don't ever just, you know, give out information without doing assessments with people. They have to come in. I have to go through, you know, a lot of information before I can develop kind of a plan with them. And I think that's really important, especially for any nutritionist that's out there. Even if you're not a dietitian, if you're just doling out supplements because you're trying to make a buck, it's really not the best way to care for um, your clients as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so it's pretty good. So people that want to learn a little more from you, how do they reach out to you? So um, you can reach me at eatwellandbeyond.com. Um, typically, I love email because I'm in and out with uh, clients a lot. So it's great to email, email me info at eatwellandbeyond.com. Um, I am located at 103 Liberty Street in Manchester, good old Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, and I have a lot of big things kind of coming down the line. I might be moving my, um, my practice over to a bigger property because we're trying to develop a wellness center in Manchester. So that's going to be really exciting. I can't yeah, wait for all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the best way to reach me. I would just say you can call me to 603-264-7851 and leave me a message and I'm happy to get back to you as soon as possible. Cool. I'm glad. Uh, so thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun. Sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Um, definitely diet is very important, especially in the entrepreneurial world. So make sure you're staying on top of that because I know I often do not. <laughs>
And if you're looking for a really good resource, I did get together with an um, awesome chef, Patricia. She does a lot of clean eating, keto, paleo style stuff. I do have a cookbook out there. It's called Shoot for Healthy. It's on Amazon. If you're looking for recipes, you're getting bored with what you're doing, you can always pick that up too. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for the plug. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, everyone be good and uh, be healthy. <laughs>